If you are wondering how to be more feminine at your workplace or whatever the job is that you have that feels like is demanding a lot of engagement with like masculine energy in a masculine container perhaps or perhaps the nature of your job it seems to be or feels very masculine so how do you stay feminine how do you still stay in the vibrant flow how do you cultivate and maintain your beautiful vibrant feminine energy in this kind of environment or even if you are working from home part-time job or even if you are a homemaker and you feel like you are constantly being pulled into this masculine state of being then this episode is for you but i couldn't see this hard exterior was not the truth for me got caught up in between no heights or vertigo don't need to hustle and i All right, beautiful. Welcome back to the Vibrant Flow podcast, the podcast where we reclaim our feminine essence. So I wanted to make this episode because first, it's it's been a request actually, and it's been a topic that we've discussed with uh, with clients, my private clients, and it seems to be popping up everywhere and. And I'm sure that you can find a ton of YouTube videos on the topic, but here's just my take on what I would like to um, gift you as inspiration today around the topic and the question of how can I be feminine? How can I stay in my feminine flow and cultivate more of that feminine flow if I have a job that feels like it's it feels more masculine and it's harder to uh, cultivate that sort of feminine presence whether it's your like job environment the culture that you're in the physical aspects of it or the nature of the job itself um, whether you're working from home homemaker um, working on your own business, you're, you know, you could have a business or you, you're just working remotely or you go to work physically, like actually you move out of the house, uh, go out of the house every single weekday or how many days you, you do work. I don't know. So let's first establish some of the things and the framework and the way I see it and and how I'm using terminology and and how I'm seeing this whole like phenomena play out. So you totally get to engage with masculine energy even on a day-to-day basis. Like that's that's normal. Like you're you the way you have a relationship with your boundaries, with your work, with with a structure. We've talked about this is your way of relating to masculine frames and ma- masculine in the masculine in your life, essentially. And you're engaging with masculine energy as well, probably on a day-to-day basis. So it's normal. Um, I believe, like I've said before on this podcast, that 
uh, that we get to stay in our feminine essence at all times, but we have a relationship with masculine aspects of life, energy, structure, um, all of these things, right? So your mind is a beautiful tool and your analytical mind is totally something that we get to use. And sometimes women ask me like, okay, so how do I reconcile having to use my logical mind and being, you know, very rational and, and all of that if I want to be more in the feminine flow? And I'm like, it, they, they're not mutually exclusive in any way. Like I've talked about how my my master's thesis uh, project which lasted for many months because it's a it's a big project and 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 the biggest like research piece of research that I'd done at that point and the way I related to that was that I established these masculine structures that held the project together but also allowed me to flow in my feminine, to be in that receptive state of mind and being so that I can still practice dropping into my body all the time or, or, you know, um, moment to moment, on a moment to moment basis and, and be present with my entire being. But I was still very much using my logical thinking brain. Like I just visualized and imagined it as being this dance between my feminine essence, that receptivity, that creativity, that flows, that sort of magnetism for ideas and and solutions to flow. And that has has this dance relationship with my my a rational thinking mind that was also like very much in in a huge role when I was writing the thesis. So there is this dance that we are creating, right? And so you can just imagine how you get to stay centered in your feminine essence. And from this feminine core essence, you are relating to, engaging with, dancing with these masculine parts and aspects of life, even your masculine function tools like your brain, (laughs) like your mind. Okay, so that's just something I wanted to get out of the way first. Okay, so stay feminine at work. So what are some of my tips? So first and foremost, it all starts with the work you do in yourself. Like, imagine that I just tell you now that, okay, to stay more, you know, be more feminine, be in the feminine flow at at your workplace, you just need to wear the dress that you like and make sure that you're always looking really nice and feminine and that you are speaking in a certain way, that you're not using coarse language and you're using your feminine body language and all of these things. And everything that I mentioned are valuable, really great tips. Like they are part of this list. But imagine that this is the only thing that you do 
and you go into workplace and you're being triggered left and right you're lashing out because you you have no control <laughs> over your emotions you are constantly feeling unsafe um, your nervous system is out of whack um, you have no relationship with pleasure no pleasure like practice in your life you don't know how to feel good in your body you don't know how to feel safe in your body you you don't know how to relate to other people without constantly feeling threatened or you're operating from a very strong strong woman syndrome that we're gonna mention as well imagine like okay some of the things like the more external things they are powerful they are beautiful they are wonderful but the core of this work even when we're talking about staying feminine at work it begins within right <laughs> it does it has to start start there because none of the other things like putting on beautiful feminine clothes if you're able to or making sure that you look uh, the way you want to look like you look refined and and if you ran to run to your ex you would be confident you would feel good <laughs> about yourself that's great but it is what flows from within that makes or breaks the actual experience in a long in the long run so that is the first thing that i want to say and so you probably want to have a morning routine that sets you up for success that really establishes and strengthens your pleasure connection so that you are connecting with joy with faith with, with a pleasure first thing in the morning rather than getting into that high cortisol um, addiction loop right in the beginning of the morning so you're not picking up your phone first thing you perhaps you have like you you have your your journaling your visualization meditation and prayer um, movement also of your body getting your juices flowing your hips moving it doesn't have to take long it can be a short routine but it can be very powerful so that's the first thing is to set to intentionally set your day up for success visualize it with pleasure like visualize what pleasure would feel like as you go throughout your day as you experience your work day what would it feel like to feel more at ease to feel more joyful at work you can definitely do this and i have an episode on the like this quick um different way of starting your day or this morning routine that sets you up for pleasure so you can listen to that it's uh, a couple of episodes back you'll have to scroll i don't remember the number of it or what number episode it is so that's the first one uh, of the list and then of course like I said you do get to uh, put effort into your appearance and showing up feminine so that you can feel feminine right so you always want to look representable if you're getting out of the house and even if you're working at home 
remember, remember, <laughs> I know it's so easy to just put on your slacks, but it does affect your mood. It does affect your mental state. It just has this psychological effect on us, the way we look and how comfortable we are, how confident we feel in our clothes and what if you like to put on makeup, put effort into that and your hair and it will be easier for you to enjoy yourself and, and feel yourself and be confident and to put yourself out there as this woman who respects and honors herself, right? Because that is the image, that is the 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 impression that you want to give first thing because first impressions, they are important, right? And we are visual beings, uh, whether we like it or not, it is important and it affects how you feel about yourself. Okay, next thing is to see structure and deadlines and all of these things, again, as masculine frame and support, like a man wanting to support you. How do you receive that? What is your relationship with these things? Can you reframe your thinking and your viewpoint to see it as, again, as if there was an actual man who wants to support you, who wants you to feel like you can drop into your, into your flow with whatever it is that you're doing with your job, and these deadlines and structures and whatnot, they are the frame within which you dance. So the question is always like, how do you receive that? How does that land in your body? What needs to be shifted a little bit? Is there some adjustments that need to be made so that you can flow with more ease, without resentment, without this constant uh, stressful uh, cortisol addiction loop and you carry a lot of responsibility in terms of this and I know it can be really really challenging uh, with some jobs and works and demands that are put on you to make it optimal for you there are compromises that we sometimes need to make but that does not mean that you do not get to ask more bravely for what it is that you need so that you can actually receive these things as masculine support so that you can stay in that flow better. Like asking yourself, do you feel supported and inspired? What needs to be adjusted? Can I communicate this? How do I communicate this to my my boss, my supervisor, or whoever, my colleague? And how do I do that in a feminine way? Right. Okay, next up is always allowing joy and love to lead you outside work to get creative. Because this does have a huge ripple effect. The way you live your life in general, and especially outside of your work, whether it takes a lot of your time out of your out of your day or a lot of time out of your day, the way, the place from which you operate has a ripple effect on how you show up at work. 
So allow joy and love and excitement lead you outside work so that you can get into those get back into your own creativity which you do have there's no there's no person who isn't creative okay let's just get it out of the way no person is not creative like look at kids all kids are creative and it doesn't matter what kind of a job you have you are asked in some way to be creative okay you may not see it that way, but it's the truth. So allowing joy and love and practicing that outside of your job helps you then bring that energy to what you do and increase that satisfaction and joy level. And pretty much all of my episodes will help you do, do that um, outside of your job. So Again, it goes back to like, what are you cultivating within? All right. Then next up is something that you may have heard many people recommend or women recommend. And I do believe that this bears value. So I want to mention it. And it's a transition ritual after work. So that you feel like you are now ending this work or you are you're clear on the end time which is one other point that we should discuss like do you have a clear end time for your job or is it always like something that you keep dragging into your evenings because you don't know how to set boundaries and how to structure your work life if that is the case changes need to be made and yes they can be made Um, but a transition ritual helps you get back into that sort of softer state of being now I want to say that I don't believe in that sort of on off switch that some people or some women in the femininity space talk about like okay so you're at your job so you put on the masculine switch and then you come out of the uh come out of work and then you put on the feminine switch and you know we're human that doesn't work okay um that's very confusing and stressful actually and again it goes back to that sort of idea that you you sort of switch between parts of yourself. No, we're actually creating and cultivating and practicing that dance between your feminine core essence, which doesn't change, and how you relate to, how you engage with, and how you dance with these masculine aspects of your life. Okay, so that helps take off the pressure in and of itself. It helped me in masculine environments and with sort of quote-unquote masculine projects or felt like it because I was seeing it from this point of view rather than putting on the switch and putting off the switch of, of my femininity in some way. But it still helps to have this ritual. Like rituals in this, in and of themselves, we all have them in some form and they can be really powerful and really helpful to be intentional just be intentional around what it is that you're now choosing to focus on and so whatever 
transition ritual works for you is the perfect one and if it if, if you only have like two minutes to do it don't discount the value of it it can be very powerful uh, from just <laughs> changing your clothes to something comfortable and feminine and flowy perhaps at home so that you feel free and and unobstructed and um, movement again dancing music uh, a bath whatever it is that you can do perhaps it is to go to gym for you or to go for a walk or to walk home from work or to go outside if you've been working at home and connecting with nature uh, perhaps it's something creative that you're going to do for a, for a minute or two or half an hour or an hour that gets you back in that flow perhaps it's a meditation that you do or a visualization ones that i have created for you for example that are free and um, beautiful like the sensual surrender that you can do after work if you haven't grabbed that for free yet and joined my email list you can do it with the cl- uh, with the link in the show notes i i promise these visualization activations are are really lovely um, both of them the morning one and the sensual surrender and then and okay i just had written down on my notes get sensual yeah <laughs> It is like one of the best ways to create a, create a transition ritual is to in some way get sensual. But I want you to practice your sensual awareness throughout your day. Not just something that you again put on the switch after work. And sensual awareness simply is that you build more awareness around your five senses. That you are present with your five senses. What does this feel like? What is the texture of this? How does it sound and, and, and taste and, and smell like? And all of these things. Being in your senses, being in your body and not living in your head exclusively. It's a practice, right? Because we're so used to being in our heads. Um, that will create more flow and pleasure throughout the day. And then... You can infuse the workday with really short embodiment tools, just simple ones like breath breaks, breath work, visualization, music, meditation, prayer, uh, writing down your thoughts, having your journal with you if you have time for that, Um, or just moving your hips, taking your breaks, (laughs) like really honoring your breaks. Um, anything that really gets you back in your body, like you feel and you're aware of your toes and your knees and your buttocks and your pelvic floor. Is it clenching? Are you tightening your pelvic floor? Or have you been sitting too much? Do you need to get up and move your body, move your hips and bring back that circulation of blood and oxygen in your body? So that we're not creating stagnation, but we're creating more of that vibrant flow in your body. So you definitely need those breaks. If you are able to set the pace of your work, I highly recommend like using some 
Pomodoro videos on YouTube that set the tone and the mood for you because they're like atmosphere videos and then they have these timers that tell you when to take a break. I used those a lot when I was um, doing my master's at uni. <laughs> All right. And then you want to also focus on nurturing relationships, whether it is at like with your colleagues that you see, that you actually see when you go to work or that you are remotely in contact with, or perhaps it is other people in your life. If you're working on your own a lot, but nurturing relationships and pouring love and attention into those without getting codependent codependent and people pleasy of course but really because you have filled your cup right and you have filled your cup with pleasure that you are now being able to pour that love and joy and and words of affirmation and words of encouragement into other people. That is a beautiful way to be in your feminine and to cultivate that even more. So that you're not just task oriented, which is kind of masculine. And I totally get uh, tend to get this way to be really task oriented, right? And so I need to... Um, challenge myself to focus more on relationships and pour love into those and nurture those because that is very feminine right the you know the relationship aspect of everything and the nurturing aspect of it so that's one thing to consider right and I also want you to be aware of the strong woman syndrome. <laughs> I'm going to make an episode on this specifically, but the strong woman syndrome is what we see all over. Um, me and my husband, we often talk about this, how he sees it around him at workplace and I see it around me and I've been there so many times and, you know, witnessed it in myself. And it's this rejection of support and help because I can do it on my own. <laughs> and and this, res- this yeah, it's, it's resentment. It really is. I was just thinking, like, is that the right word to use? But it is. Sometimes you hear women at workplace say things that reveal the secret resentment against having things be easier. Because they're operating from this strong woman syndrome. I need, you know, I am addicted to cortisol. I'm addicted to stress. I'm addicted to showing you my worth and my capability by always doing more than everyone else. And this is not about the value of excellence, which I'm always about excellence, right? And that's what we want to bring to everything that we do. Yes. But this is a little different because it's fueled by by resentment and this again people pleasing this sense that I'm not worthy of having things be easier I'm not worthy of 
of enjoying something or having more ease and joy and pleasure because I'm not even used to it. My nervous system isn't used to it. And so this is the only thing that I know how to create. And it's essentially more stress for me. But the opposite of this is, again, a woman who fills her cup with joy, with pleasure, and operates from that state of being rather than a sort of stingy, crunchy, um, not pleasant energy of, of being in that strong woman syndrome and snapping at anyone who is like, uh, <laughs> in any way sort of <laughs> exemplifying this sort of softer, more feminine way of relating to things. So just be aware of that and see if it is something that you need to work on yourself. But I'm pretty sure that you'll be able to witness it in women around you, especially at workplaces. Another thing that I want to mention is this solution-orientedness or solution-oriented frenzy that you might get into uh, at your workplace. It's, it's definitely something that I've experienced and... I just recently discussed this with a client as we were sort of working through how to make her work work for her in a in a better way and it's I think it's really common right especially if you are a high achieving woman you or you have this perfectionistic tendency in the past which we are no longer claiming as our own right we're no longer claiming that part of us that shackled us in the past but this solution oriented frenzy is something that really draws all of the energy from your body into your head into your prefrontal cortex where you're trying to figure out and you're almost clenching your your teeth as you're trying to figure out something a solution to a problem or you're just trying to crunch in the work and you're not honoring your breaks, you're not even aware of your body, you're not aware of your breathing, you're not aware of your nervous system, any of the cues that your body is sending you, which is a very deep and the basic core uh, aspect of nervous system work and embodiment is to learn to honor and listen to the natural cues of your body. But if you notice that this solution-oriented frenzy is something that you get sucked into, you need clearer boundaries. You're not honoring the masculine in your life currently. It's like a man is coming to you and trying to help you and say, this is the allotted time you have for this task. And then you take a break and then you move on or then you drop it for the day. Right, that could be an example. And if you're not honoring that, if you don't have that boundary, if you don't like put that uh, away message in your email account after a certain time in the you know during the day, you're you're not on you're not receiving. You're not even giving yourself the permission to receive the support and the flow that can come from setting a clearer boundary or communicating in a way that helps and supports you right so solution-oriented frenzy is something that you can't drop out of you don't have to create this pattern that becomes a habit 
that becomes almost like an addiction uh, for you, you can totally rewire your way of working around that. But you need better structure around that. You need to honor the masculine in your life by establishing boundaries, by establishing those a lot of times for tasks or what, whatever it might be in your case that really helps you to feel better and not to stay stuck inside your head. Just like we want to respect everyone else, which is very feminine, the way you talk to other people, the, your tone of voice, you can, you can, if you feel like this is something you want to do, is to soften the way you speak and to draw your voice from your pelvis and deep like use deep from within and not using just the uh, superficial muscles your chest for breathing so i've talked about this before like how to root your voice how to speak like a queen and this is all about centering yourself and your body your pelvis so that the voice is being drawn up from down there rather than this place of like, you know, clenching and, you know, it's just all in the throat and your breathing is not supported. And you don't have to change the way you naturally speak. Like I'm not here preaching that you have to change your voice. No, you actually have to find your voice. And that is residing deep within your feminine center, which is your pelvis, your womb, um, and learning how to use breath in a beautiful way that supports you again. So the way you speak, practicing that and staying rooted in your lower body with whomever you're speaking to and communicating with. Having that eye contact that is um, appropriate and respectful so you're not looking at the walls and everyone else around you or your phone, but you are actually focusing on the person that is communicating with you. And so this sort of single focused attitude towards who you're communicating with and where is your focus being or where your focus is flowing is very important if you want to create that feminine presence at workplace right remembering that you are always practicing the skill and the art of softness you're always practicing being present you can always take your embodiment tools and just even mentally being aware of them and checking yourself it it creates a lot of changes not so that you only or you think somehow with this limited viewpoint that your embodiment practices something that you do outside of work it's something that you do a certain time of day no, it's something that you bring into everything, right? Uh, and all of the things that we talk about on this podcast are things that you can apply to your life at work. Remember that a queen is 
aware of the importance of pleasure and filling her cup, is aware of that nourishing, authentic, energizing energy that is within her. But she needs to connect with that first. And then she can bring it into interactions and work and the workplace, uh, whether at home or at an office or wherever, right? Because she needs to fill her cup so that she can serve others, right? And she finds answers in surrender, not pushing and anxious action, right? Or that solution-oriented frenzy. So you need to take a step back if that happens, detach from the situation, give it over to God and drop in, create space. Because when we are in that anxious action state, we are contracted, we are tight. It's really hard to receive inspiration from that place, right? We've all been there, we've tried and it just makes us exhausted. And you have this beautiful conscious relationship with your body so bring it to wherever it is that you're going okay and remember that with everything your source is God not your workplace not your boss not your clients not your co-workers they are not your source if you see them as your source of whatever like financial stability um, anything that you deem important in life you're missing the point <laughs> and it's creating more anxiety okay because these things can change jobs are lost being lost every you know every day around the world all the time things are shifting econ- the economy is shifting and we're definitely not taking a victim mentality here we're um renouncing that (laughs) very vehemently of course but that requires for us to understand that our source is not something external like a job like something that can change it is God everything that you have in your life flows from God and so that attitude of appreciation gratitude and having things in their right priority order will help you stay in your feminine flow throughout the day whether you're working or not and you might need to remind yourself of this every single day and that's okay I do as well your source is God it is not a person a client a co-worker a boss the economy these are not dictating or they don't have to dictate how you feel about yourself and your life and what it is that you are receiving okay remember also that even at workplace you can lead effectively through your energy your depth your tone your emanation and your receptivity so again how you are your beingness who you show up as at your workplace has a huge tremendous effect on others and it can create a beautiful ripple effect and the masculine as it leads through direction and action and this sort of linear way of thinking and behaving you don't always have to do that you don't always have to act like that you are powerful in your feminine emanation 
when you are centered, when you are rooted in your worth, when you are, when you've healed that part of yourself, essentially, when you operate from this place of wholeness, not just, you know, being in your logical mind and trying to manipulate and control everything around you that puts you into this anxious mode, right? Because you're never safe. That's a very different experience. It is. Okay, so I could go on and on with these tips, but let's end here. I hope that this inspired you or helped you in some way. If it did, if you got anything out of this, please consider re- uh, leaving, not reading, <laughs> leaving a five-star rating and a review for this podcast. Subscribe, share it with someone who you think might enjoy this. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you more than I can say or express with my words. I'm sending you lots of love and a virtual hug. (laughs) And I hope to catch you in the next one. So stay in the vibrant flow.